Hello and welcome to Ukulele Tales, the ukulele podcast, hosted by me, John Atkins, aka the ukulele teacher on YouTube. How are you guys doing? Have things settled down a bit for you since the madness of Christmas and the new year? You'll be pleased to know that I'm feeling a whole lot better since this time last week. I feel like last week I could barely speak when I was recording the intro, but today I am in fine voice and really returning to mid-season form. However, my poor wife Tiffany has unfortunately been terribly sick since the beginning of the year, really. So before we go any further, I'd be really grateful if you guys could maybe just send some positive thoughts and well wishes her way, as she has had a rough time of it this last week or two. So, where do we start? Firstly, I've had some lovely feedback from the ukuleni episode last week, and it seems like everyone's in agreement. He is just such a nice man. Funnily enough, one of the messages that I received was from Christopher Davis Shannon, who some of you may know better on Instagram or YouTube as the Banjolele Tin Man. Do you remember that ukulele said that one of his big pieces of advice for any musician was to always keep a ukulele in the car just in case you happen to run into Stevie Wonder and he wanted to jam? Well, believe it or not, this actually happened to Christopher's friend. He was gigging in a hotel lobby and Stevie Wonder just happened to be a guest at that same hotel. Stevie was apparently so enamoured by Christopher's pal that he ran upstairs to his room and came back carrying his harpeggi and they jammed for two full hours together. Do you know what the craziest part about the whole story was? It was actually meant to be Christopher himself performing at the hotel but he double booked and had to pull out at the last minute. So just think, Christopher Davis Shannon could have been jamming with Stevie Wonder in a Philadelphia hotel. So the lesson here, I think, is we all thought ukulele was terribly funny last week when he went on about keeping a uke in the car just in case you run into Stevie Wonder. But actually, it turns out that that's great advice. Seriously, Lenny knows his stuff. I know I've learned a lesson from this anyway. As soon as I learn to drive and get a car, forget about the spare tyre. The first thing I'll be doing is popping a spare ukulele in the trunk. By the way, I actually had a great chat with Christopher when he was visiting London back in the summer, and you guessed it, that will of course be an upcoming episode of the podcast. So if you're a fan of the Banjolele Tin Man, then you should definitely make sure you subscribe to the show so you don't miss it. Funnily enough, of all the conversations I've had with all of the different ukulele players all over the world, I think my chat with him is the only one that's ever been interrupted by a horse sneezing. But like I say, we'll bring that one to you in a few weeks' time and you'll find out exactly what I'm talking about then. Anyway, as ever, I've rambled on far longer than I intended to, but this week's podcast is all about you and your ukulele goals for 2023. If you remember, I asked you just before Christmas what were your ambitions or New Year's resolutions going to be, and I've had loads and loads of comments. So I'll be right back after this and we are going to talk all about them. But just a reminder, if you love this podcast and you want to hear more and would like to hear it continue, please sign up to my Patreon page, patreon.com slash uketeacher at any tier, and you will get some great bonus content, including extra chats with the likes of James Hill and Tyler from Ten Thumbs, bonus mini episodes, and even the opportunity to ask questions to some of my future guests. Plus, as I say, it all helps to support the show and keep it going. So again, sign up to patreon.com slash uketeacher at any tier and you will get all of this great bonus content for the show. OK, 
Okay, let's kick things off then with your goals, plans and resolutions for 2023. And we'll start off with one from last week's guest, Lenny, who said that his New Year's resolution is to get better at soloing. And I think that's a really good idea. I think soloing is something that a lot of people think is something you can either do it or you can't. But it's actually is a skill and it can be learned. Firstly, you need to learn your scales. You need to learn your finger positioning. And you need to be really familiar with chord transitions. And of course, you need to practice, practice, practice. Even a great musician like Ukuleni needs to do this over and over before he can get good. And of course, I'm sure he's already great at soloing. But I know when you play a lot of chordy songs, it can be easy to keep things simple and you sort of fall into the trap of playing the same things over and over again. But if you can't just find a way to break out of your comfort zone, that's when you can really start to improve and get better, both at soloing and just at music in general. So my top tip for anyone who's looking to improve their solo skills is to study players that you personally like and try and learn some of their stuff. When I was a teenager learning the electric guitar, I taught myself by studying the tab book for Pocketful of Kryptonite by the Spin Doctors. Now, it's been a while, but at one point, I probably knew every single note of that album. And before long, as well as being able to play all the songs within it, I realized that I was actually subconsciously influencing my own playing. And without even meaning to, I was starting to sound a bit like Eric Schenkman, the Spin Doctors' lead guitarist. And of course, he was influenced by other players himself, Jimi Hendrix, I presume, largely, and I'm sure several others too. So by default, I sort of started listening to a lot of Hendrix and learning some of his stuff. And before you know it, the more influences you can have, the more of a foundation you have to shape your own voice as a musician. And today we are so lucky because, again, when I was a kid, that book of Spin Doctor's Tab probably cost about £20. And I would have had to either save up for it or, in fact, I think it might even have been one of my main birthday presents on that year. So, of course, I treated it well. In fact, it's actually still... Uh, on the bookshelf in front of me right now. I can see it right now. And of course, I studied it and I really made the most of having that book. Now, of course, we have pretty much the entirety of recorded media at our fingertips. So if there's a song you want to listen to or an artist you want to check out, the chances are pretty high that between YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, and just the internet in general, you're likely no more than a few clicks away from being able to hear it. In fact, with YouTube, there's a pretty reasonable chance that you might even find videos of that artist playing the song themselves, and maybe even someone like me offering a breakdown of it in the form of a ukulele tutorial. So my advice, if you're looking to improve your soloing, is practice, 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 listen to a broad range of music, and break out of your comfort zone. Phew, and that was only the first one. Thanks again, Lenny, for that contribution, and let's see what some of the rest of you have to say. Over on my Patreon page, I received a message from friend of the show, David Petro, who says that his resolution is to practice more, always a good resolution to have, and also to learn his scales and figure out how to apply that knowledge to his playing. Well, there were a lot of you saying that theory was important to you and something you wanted to get better at in 23. So my New Year's resolution is to start making some slightly more advanced tutorials where we actually do dive a bit more into the theoretical side of things. It is a tricky line to balance because I'm going to have to make beginner-level advanced lessons if that makes sense. And it's an idea I've sort of struggled with for a while. But seeing how many of you are interested in improving your theory, it makes me think that there's definitely something there. And I can't put it off much longer. Yes, 2023 is the year I'm going to start trying to post a few more advanced lessons on my YouTube channel. You heard it here first. 
That's my New Year's resolution, and I can't hide from it. David also says that he's a huge fan of Jake Shimabukuro, but whenever Jake's come to Maryland so far, he's always missed it. So his other goal this year is to make sure that he's free to see Jake play live in person the next time he comes through town. Well, David, thanks for your message, and thank you so much for your support on Patreon. I've had the pleasure of seeing Jake perform live myself, and not only are you in for a huge, huge treat, but you are in for a truly unforgettable experience. I really hope that's one goal that you are able to achieve, as it's a memory you're going to cherish for the rest of your life. And talking of Jake, by the way, he was, of course, a guest on the show over Christmas. So if you did miss it, be sure to go and check out the archives and download the episode, as Jake was another truly lovely guy, and we were able to talk about all kinds of interesting things, including his emotional return to performing live after the pandemic, and also how he was lucky enough to play once for the Queen. Over on Instagram, I had some great comments and some really exciting goals posted too. I'm afraid I just screenshotted these ones, so I can't click through to see your full names, just your usernames, but I will read those out anyway, and hopefully you'll know who you are. Uh, Joe Vargas says that she'd like to learn to fingerpick better, and that's a really good goal to set for yourself. It's something that I struggle with, to be honest. Um, I have a few basic patterns that I enjoy playing and can play pretty well, but I often struggle to follow my own advice and break out of my comfort zone, and I find myself returning to the more simple patterns after a while. It's certainly something that I know I need to improve and also make a few lessons on myself. But in the meantime, Katie from One Music School has some very good lessons on fingerpicking, so you might want to check out her YouTube channel if you get a chance. That should at least get you started or maybe give you a few ideas of where to go next if you already have a little bit of fingerpicking experience. Uh, next up, Knee the First, that's the username anyway, says that their goal is to make an original song on the ukulele. And I think that's another terrific idea. If you went through my iPad or my computer, you would find dozens of songs that are half finished or just sort of semi-formed, but I very rarely actually finish them into something workable. Knee doesn't say if they've already written songs before on other instruments, but the uke is a great songwriting tool if you're just starting out writing your own songs. I actually find I prefer writing little bits of music rather than full songs. Um, I wrote all the music for this podcast, for example, and that all started out as song ideas that I just basically couldn't think of a vocal part for. So perhaps another thing to think about is to know your strengths. Personally, I know I'm not a great vocalist, and I don't really like singing or even writing words particularly, but I do like coming up with fun bass lines or little melodies. So I've sort of decided that perhaps composing music rather than songs is the way to go for me. I was actually commissioned to write a piece of music last year for an online alarm clock for an event that Patreon were hosting, and that was incredibly good fun. Um, I'd actually love to play it for you guys sometime, but I think that because I actually sold it to them, I no longer have the rights to do that, which is a shame, as I think it would possibly have made a cool theme for this show too. But that's okay. It just gives me another excuse to keep on making new music. But if you are looking at songwriting and it's something you're serious about doing, then Danielle ate the sandwich. I know that she hosts a number of classes and workshops about that on her Patreon stream. And yes, I would love to have her on the show sometime. Though I'm not quite sure when I'll get the chance to see her in person anytime soon. And also, Abby Lyons has a few uh, songwriting videos and lessons both on her Patreon and I think on her YouTube page too that are well worth checking out. And on top of that, I actually did managed to get a conversation with her last year at the Los Angeles International Ukulele Festival. So she will 100% be a future guest on the show. 
Jenny Ukulele says that she wants to go to more in-person ukulele events because they rule. And yes, I agree with you. In fact, I think Jenny Ukulele is Genevieve, who I did actually meet myself at a ukulele event last year. And from what I remember from talking to her and following her on Instagram, she already goes to a huge number of uke events already. But yes, Genevieve, I totally agree with you. I've been to my fair share of ukulele gigs, concerts, festivals, workshops, you name it. And they do absolutely rule. So I can't blame you for getting the bug and wanting to attend as many as you can. In fact, I want to thank you very much for your support, Genevieve, and say that I hope we bump into each other again somewhere down the line at another uke event. Best wishes to you. And do let me know what you end up attending or what you're planning on attending, as I'd love to do a show all about festivals at some point, and I'm sure you would have a great deal to say on the matter. Thank you, Genevieve. Uh, who have we got next? Alex Kalor says that they'd love to play Two Moons by Boy With Uke. And that seems like an achievable goal to me. In fact, I already have a tutorial of that very song and a whole load of other Boy With Uke lessons on my YouTube channel. So Alex Kalor... Go and check that out right now and let us know how you get on. Uh, Marek, family, gym strings and things. I think I'll just call you Marek for short. Or Marek, sorry. Is another one who says that they want to write some songs of their own. Again, I'll repeat the love for Danielle Ate the Sandwich and Abby Lyons. And I think I'm going to add this one to my own list of goals for the year now. I need to write and perform and record at least one proper song of my own. And perhaps I can play it here on the show this time next year yes you heard it here first i can't back down now i'm going to record a song and play it on this week's show this time next year uh uko andre says that their goal for 2023 is to be followed by the ukulele teacher and improve their bar chord technique well andre i think i can help you on both fronts there uh, i just followed you back on instagram before i started recording and for two i actually have a pretty good video up on my youtube page from a few years back talking all about how to improve your bar chord technique. So go and check that out when you get a minute, Andre. I think it'll really help you on your way. LV2 Uke, I think that means love to Uke, says that their goal is consistent practice. And I think that's actually a really good way of putting it. As I've said before, it can be very tempting, especially at the beginning of the year, to say, right, I'm going to practice three hours a day, every day, twice on Sundays. But then you'll soon find that before long, you start to dread rather than look forward to playing the ukulele. And eventually you'll find you're playing less than ever. A good, consistent, and most importantly, manageable practice program is best because then you'll be more likely to stick to it. And rather than dread it, you'll hopefully actually look forward to and enjoy playing. Curly Ukulele. Did we hear from her last week? She says that she'd love for me to visit Australia. Well, you know, it's not out of the realms of possibility, and stranger things have certainly happened, but it would be an absolutely huge commitment for me. Firstly, it's something like a 24-hour flight from England, which would be crazy. Um, that means to make it worthwhile, I'd need to go for, I would think, at least a couple of weeks. And that means I'd either have, I'd either have to be away from my family for two weeks, which would be tricky as I'm more or less Percy's primary caregiver sometimes, or I'd have to take Tiff and Percy with me, which would be lovely, but then things would start to get really expensive. But, you know, if there's a few festivals or something coming up and they wanted to have me and they could maybe split the cost between them or something, that would be amazing. Let's say I could go over for two weeks, do a couple of festivals, visit a bunch of local ukulele clubs, 
maybe even do a bit of sightseeing. That would definitely make it worthwhile, I would think. And you never know if there's a rich benefactor out there listening who'd be interested in hiring, hiring me as his private ukulele teacher, then why not? You never know with these things. In fact, a friend of mine, Ali, is an English teacher who goes by the name of uh, Papa Teach Me on YouTube. And a few years ago, he was hired genuinely by a billionaire foreign businessman to basically live and travel with him full time so that if the billionaire ever had a moment to spare in his hectic schedule, Ali would be right there to give him an impromptu English lesson. So basically, Ali ended up having sort of 23, day, 23 hours a day to himself to go to the gym, hang by the pool, read, write, do whatever he wanted. But he just had to be ready to give an English lesson at a moment's notice. Now, I think that would probably be more fun for me if I didn't have a wife and kid. But I can certainly think of less enjoyable ways to make a living if there is an eccentric billionaire businessman out there who would like an on-call ukulele teacher. Give me a call if you're listening. And uh, who else have we got here? Ukulele Mimi says that she'd like to learn more theory this year. Well, I've already said that I need to make some more theory-based lessons, and I think I definitely will be doing that. But Mimi, if you just can't wait, then another good place to go for free is 10 Thumbs Pro on YouTube. Tyler from 10 Thumbs has been posting a whole heap of theory-based lessons over the last couple of years, and they're all totally free on YouTube. And Tyler, the guy behind the 10 Thumbs channel, is also a really great guy who I had on Ukulele Tales just a few weeks ago, just before Christmas. So again, if you'd like to hear more about him, and he really does have an extraordinary tale to tell, then again, be sure to comb through those archives and hear what he has to say for himself. We had a really fun chat together, and hopefully I'll get the chance to see him again sooner rather than later. Well, this has been a really fun edition of the podcast so far, and I really do love hearing from you all. And don't worry, we will return to the interview format next week, as I have chats with loads of great guests, and I can't wait to bring them to you. But right now, I'm really enjoying hearing from you. So let's get to the last of your goals and New Year's resolutions of 2023 before we wrap things up. Don't forget, you guys can contact me at any time about anything related to this podcast, and there's lots and lots of different ways you can do it. Of course, the best way for me is to sign up to my Patreon page, patreon.com slash uteacher, where you can send me a direct message and I'll reply to you personally on there. And again, if you sign up to Patreon, it helps support me and the podcast. Plus, as I already mentioned, gets you lots more bonus ukulele tales content as well. But I'm also easy to find pretty much everywhere else on the internet. Currently, I'm really enjoying being on Facebook, the old man that I am, where you can find me just by typing the ukulele teacher, or go to facebook.com slash the ukulele teacher. Um, I'm also on Instagram as uke teacher, although it's often hard for me to see the messages on there from new people, as it feels like they kind of hide the messages sometimes if you're not following people. And I do tend to get a bit swamped on there from time to time as well. But you can always try and DM me or leave comments, and I'll probably see them eventually. Uh, I'm also at uke teacher on Twitter too. And things aren't so busy on there at the moment because I'm not a huge user of the platform. But if you do comment or message me on there, I'm sure I'll see that sooner or later too. So that's as good a way as any to contact me. And of course, the old-fashioned ways are the best. I have an email address, uketeacher at grabyouryuke.com. I still love getting good old-fashioned emails from people. I've had some really lovely messages about the podcast by email, and they come straight to my phone. I see them immediately, and the chances are I'll probably respond relatively quickly to them as well, all things being equal. 
So if you want to send me any long messages or personal messages, and like I say, I really do love hearing from you about the podcast, then please go ahead and send me an email. And also, I haven't really pushed this out yet, but if anyone was feeling kind of brave and wanted to send me a voice memo or an MP3 or an audio file of you guys talking, I think that might be really fun as well. So I dare you, someone, anyone, to send me an audio message at some point. And if it's polite, audible, and relatively short, I might even play it on the podcast. Just send it to the same email address, uketeacher at grabyouryuke.com, and I would love to literally hear from you. So over on my Facebook, you guys were really positive about all the goals you're setting for yourself. And it's really inspiring to hear all the things you want to achieve. Sue King says that she wants to enjoy playing more, do more group performances and hopefully make more ukulele friends. They're all excellent ambitions to set yourself, Sue. And I agree, you can never have too many ukulele friends. You say that you want to do more group performances. Are you in a group already? Where do you want to play? What are they called? How long have you been playing together for? Seriously, Sue, I'd love to know. So if you are listening, jump back on Facebook for a minute and drop me a message or leave me another comment. Uh, Charlotte Daly says she wants to write, write and write some more, especially jazz and blues stuff. And she wants some suggestions for bluesy chords too. Well, Charlotte, here's my little tip for you when it comes to bluesy chords. Uh, lots of blues is based around the 12-bar blues chord progression, which, if you're playing in C major, is based around the chords of C, F, and G, or 1, 4, and 5. So my advice is to start out with those basic chords, C, F, and G, but experiment with them and add a little bit of something extra to make them kind of stand out as bluesy. Um, you know, I've never done this before on the show, but let me grab my ukulele one second. Yes, here we go. So, for example, here, instead of playing uh, C, F, and G like this, I'll play a C, a C6, a C7, then maybe an F7, and then a G, followed by a G diminished. So I'm basically still just playing those three main chords, C, F, and G, or one, four, and five, but just by varying them up a little bit, I'm suddenly playing music rather than just strumming chords. And uh, it makes things sound just a little bit more interesting and, dare I say it, a bit more bluesy too. So that's my advice to you, uh, Charlotte. Uh, let's move on now to the next one. Michelle White-Lesor says that she wants to work with her fifth and sixth grade music students to write a song for ukulele and voice. Now, I'm not familiar with the grade system you have in the US, but I just looked it up, and that looks like it's students between the ages of about 10 and 12. So that sounds like it might be really, really good fun. Uh, we spoke a little bit earlier about songwriting, but I think collaborative efforts is a whole new kettle of fish altogether. And while some people are great at working with others, personally, I think I'm a bit too much of a control freak and I like working on my own too much. So I think I'd find that a bit of a struggle working with a whole classroom full of kids. But Michelle, I really do wish you luck. And writing not just a song, but a school song, that's a really gutsy challenge but I know you guys are going to do great. I said it to you on Facebook, but I'll say it again here as a matter of public record. If you're proud of what you come up with and you manage to record it so it sounds halfway decent, then please send me a copy 
and I will try and play some of it on the show. Uh, Petra Horsten says that as well as wanting to learn to read music and improve her finger-picking, she wants to perform at Dutch Uke Day in Holland. That sounds amazing. Do we have any other listeners in Holland? Uh, seriously, where and when is this Uke Day? I would love to find out more about it. So Petra, if you're listening, or if we do have any other Dutch listeners, then please give me a shout, get in touch, and tell me more. I really want to know all about it. Petra says she's already joined a group and played a couple of times with them, but now she's building up the courage to possibly play on her own. So the very best of luck with that, Petra. Uh, Matt Parkin says he wants to save the world one ukulele player at a time, a lofty goal to be sure, and he asks if I'd like to meet up for a coffee next time he's in the UK. Well, Matt, I've already told you guys how you can get in touch with me, so drop me a message or send me an email, and I'm sure we can work something out. You never know. Um, Anuska Wheeler says that she's giving herself a month to learn new songs to perform at open mic nights and then she's also hoping to get an album of collabs recorded as well two very exciting goals Anushka I'd love to hear more about both of them how many of you guys have actually performed at open mic nights I'm trying to think back and I'm honestly not sure that I ever have uh, I can only imagine it takes an incredible amount of courage to do that so I really do have great respect for anyone who does, and I wish you all, all the luck in the world. And good luck with your collabs album as well, Anushka. Again, be sure to send me a link when it's up online. I cannot wait to check it out. Sally Gardner says her goals are to practice more and to play with others. Two great New Year's resolutions. In fact, I made a post, book, uh, I made a post on Facebook just a few days ago saying that one of the best ways you can become a better player yourself is by playing with others. And I really do genuinely think that's true. Firstly, it can help you with the obvious things like timing and tuning, basically making sure you're playing together and sounding good. But also by playing with other people, you get to have a watch and see how they do things. Much like I said earlier about listening to your favorite players to influence your songwriting, um, you can also listen to and watch your friends to see what they do. Maybe they have an unconventional or just different method of strumming and you can borrow that. Or perhaps they're better at chord changes than you and you can nicely ask them for help or just watch and see what exactly it is that they're doing differently. And also there's just the accountability of playing with other people as well. It's a really big thing. Uh, like you have a sort of responsibility to be the best player you can. Even if you're just playing with your pals in the park, you don't want to let the side down as it were. So it does bring out the best in you. So they're good goals, Sally, and I wish you the very best of luck with them. Olena has a great ambition for 2023. She wants to teach her three-year-old grandson in Switzerland an easy song on the ukulele. I think that's a terrific ambition, and I can't wait to hear how you get on with it. As you probably know, if you've been following me for any length of time, I have a four-year-old son called Percy, and I've let him play with and touch my ukuleles pretty much since the day he was born. He really has been surrounded by music his whole life, and he certainly isn't shy about picking up my uke and having a bit of a strum. But I have to be honest, I've only just started trying to teach him actual chords. The thing is, I think kids' fingers are just so tiny at this age that I'm not really sure that it's a great idea to have them sort of pressing down on the strings too hard or for too long. Percy's certainly getting a great grounding musically by picking out tunes on the piano and even the xylophone. But I do wonder if three or four is still a little bit too young to probably start playing the ukulele or stringed instruments in general. 
does anyone have any thoughts on that? Did anyone start playing the violin at two years of age or playing the guitar at a young age? I'd love to hear from you guys. Let me know what you think. Dan Stan, the man Sutton, says that he wants to find a local ukulele group. That's a great idea, Dan. I've been here in Bath in England for just over two years now, and yet I've only just found my local ukulele group myself. I suppose, to be fair, a lot of that time was during the pandemic, but still, I've only just really put my head above water to see what's going on. And to be honest, it seems like great fun. I was in a group in Hammersmith for a few years back when I lived in London, and that was loads of fun too. It goes back to what I was saying just now about playing with others being one of the best ways to improve your own playing. But not only that, you just get a great sense of camaraderie and enjoyment too. And it can lead to all kinds of fun opportunities as well. For example, we did a couple of Christmas parties, a few charity gigs, and I met some really cool people doing it as well. Where are you about to base, Dan? Um, maybe there's another listener not too far from you who can let you know about a local group. You never know. Mar Jimenez on Facebook says that as well as practicing more, he actually wants to start committing the songs that he does know to memory. And that's another terrific and lofty suggestion. In fact, yes, I was talking to Lenny about this last week as well. One thing I really envy about Lenny is he has such an incredible memory for music. Um, I think he said he probably knows about a thousand songs off by heart, whereas I only know uh, Happy Birthday. So perhaps that should be another goal of mine, to actually try and memorize a few of the songs that I teach. Tiana Hodge has a number of aspirations for this year. She wants to play more, join a band, play in public, and maybe even play for a pub or something. She loves playing the ukulele. Well, Tiana, a lot of those things are milestones for a lot of musicians. So I'm sure you'll get to tick a couple of those off in 2023. And good luck to you. Who else was there? Dee Griffin, Kelly Gordon, Melissa Hayes, all left comments saying that they want to learn to play the ukulele. Well, you've come to the right place. There's plenty of good videos on YouTube to help you get started. In fact, I can recommend a particular YouTube channel myself, The Ukulele Teacher. Now, I'm joking, of course. There are loads and loads of great videos and channels and resources available for free on the internet. So you really have come to the right place. Um, and it's so exciting to hear. Is it just me? But it's exciting for me to hear there are still people getting started on the ukulele too. Maybe it's just me, but sometimes it feels like everybody already knows how to play it now. That can't be right, can it? Anyway, well done, Dee, Kelly, and Melissa for taking the plunge, and good luck learning how to play the ukulele in 2023. Robert Smith, in fairness, probably not the one from The Cure, says he wants to practice more and get better so he can play for his friends and family, which I think is lovely. Dieter Rasmussen says the first song they want to learn this year is an advanced version of me and Bobby McGee. So good luck to you, Dieter. Does anyone else have a great white whale of a song that they just feel the need to conquer? What's your Moby Dick? I started learning Billie Jean, the James Hill version, a couple of years ago, and I know with a bit of practice I really could get it down. The trouble is I just got a bit sidetracked with a whole bunch of other stuff and I put it to one side, I never came back to it, and you know how it is. So perhaps I need to add that to my list of New Year's goals as well. Keith Kennard says that he plays sing-alongs for residents in a local care home, but he wants to spread his wings further afield this year, which again, I think is absolutely brilliant. Good luck to you, Keith, and let us know how you get on. 
I really respect and admire you for getting out and doing that. So keep up the good work, please. David Shrubshaw in Australia says that he started learning the ukulele late in life, but has already started his own channel on YouTube and even released a funny Christmas song of his own a couple of weeks ago. I think his goal is to carry on doing what he's doing, and I wish him luck with that. Good on you, Dave. And who knows, maybe I'll see you in Australia myself if things do work out. Uh, Paul Shapesher says that he's recently upgraded to a more expensive ukulele, and now that he's spent all that cash, he needs to improve his playing to justify that expenditure. Good luck, Paul. That's actually a really good way of motivating yourself. Uh, Anna Braley says that she got the Ukulele Death Squad's finger-picking guide to the Galaxy book a couple of years ago, but still hasn't opened it yet. This year, that changes, and she intends to work her way through the book. Good luck with that, Anna. And again, another link to Australia. Is the universe trying to tell me anything by chance? Uh, and finally, last but not least, Neil Witherow says that he wants to become more proficient on the U-Bass. Currently, he's an absolute bass beginner, so this year he wants to get cracking on improving his bassy skills. Well, Neil, it's not an impossible dream. You just need to be ready to practice anytime, any place, anywhere, and I'm sure in no time at all you'll be bopping along with the best of them. Actually, talking of bass players, or you bass players, Neil, and the rest of you, might be interested to know that I have a fantastic interview with Bagiti Kumalo, ready to share with you guys very, very soon. In case you haven't heard of Bagiti, he was Paul Simon's bass player on the legendary Graceland album, and, as I spoke about with Lenny last week, came up with the incredible Phil on You Can Call Me Out. I'm sure you guys know the bit I mean. If you don't, go back and listen to that song, and immediately, immediately, You'll be like, oh yeah, the and that's the first and last time I do that. I certainly won't be doing it in front of Bikiti. Um, Anyway, I can't wait to share my interview with him, as he's an absolutely top guy as well. And I think you're going to really love hearing everything he has to say. Very inspiring man, and a very interesting and inspiring story too. Anyway, I think that's all of your goals and resolutions for the new year. So I wish you all luck with each and every one of them. And I know you're all going to do just great. I do have a couple of goals long term, especially for this podcast. But I think I'm going to keep them for myself just a little while longer. But for now, my number one goal is to just keep this podcast going and keep it growing. So again, if you've enjoyed it or you like what you're hearing, Please share it with your friends, family, loved ones, and especially your ukulele communities if you think they might enjoy it too. Also, if you want to get in touch with me, again, I'd love to hear from you. So please feel free to message me wherever you can find me. And if you do want to help support the show, again, please sign up to patreon.com slash uketeacher. Other than that, I think that's pretty much everything. So I hope you enjoyed the show. And until next week, I love you all, and I wish you the best.